This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. You know why I'm so happy? It's springtime here. I love spring. It feels like everything is possible in spring. Also, as I was working on this story, I had a strange feeling, like perhaps it was possible that this story represented some kind of milestone. So I sat down and did some old-fashioned numbers crunching and realized this is the 50th original story I've shared with you. 50 times I've pressed a button on my story machine and a story has popped out. I'm kidding. If only it were that easy. No, I've written 50 stories. I've had 50 ideas each time, just a little wisp of an idea. And I've sat down and let my big imagination take me on an adventure. So instead of having a guest, because, come on, after 50 stories, I deserve to wear sweatpants for once, I am going to give my top tips for story writing. Because I know a lot of you are writing stories, too. I know that because you are sending them to me, and I love them. So please, story writers, keep sharing your work with me. I'm thrilled beyond measure that you're inspired by my creativity to do your own creative work. So now that I've written 50 stories, here are 50 tips for writing your own. I'm just kidding. 50 would take forever. We have a story to get to. Here are three. Okay, tip number one, grab your ideas by the tail. Ideas can drop into your brain at any moment, and they can escape just as quickly. If you want to catch and hold your ideas, you've got to write them down or draw a picture. Which leads me to tip number two, draw your ideas. Sometimes it can help to draw your story in pictures before you try to find all the words. And this is not just for tiny people. When I was working on my very first story for the podcast, I drew it in pictures like 20 times before I wrote any of the story. Okay, and tip number three, do not be afraid to write a bad story. I've actually written more than 50 stories, but a lot of them you are never going to hear because they are boring or they don't have an ending, which is kind of a problem, or they're just not very good. It's not like every time I sit down to write, I come up with something magical. So go ahead, write some terrible stories. And don't worry about your spelling or your handwriting. That stuff can come later. Okay, friends, let's get to what I hope is a pretty good story. My 50th original story for you. It's called We All Fell In. Take it away, Inez. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine them in your mind. What's in what's the other one? You can. Imagine them however you want. Okay, let's go. One bright, beautiful morning in early spring, 
Raccoon was up much too late from a party. It was an end of hibernation party. And even though Raccoon himself didn't hibernate, he would never miss such a fun night. There had been a singing competition and a dance-off. As he ambled home in the bright sun, birds chirping in the trees, Raccoon looked forward to sleeping in his den. He could almost feel his pillow beneath his head. It would be so nice to sink into his pillow and snuggle up with his pet rat, Boo-Boo. And it would be so nice to wear his fuzzy socks to bed. And it would be so nice to... Uh Uh-oh, looks like Raccoon fell down into a very, very deep hole. Raccoon sat up, dazed. His head was spinning. His left paw was a bit sore. Otherwise, he was okay. He looked up and up and up. He could see the bright blue sky and the tops of the trees, but that was it. Oh, here we go, he thought to himself. Raccoon was a gifted climber and figured he could simply scramble up the side of the hole and get out. But it wasn't that simple. Raccoon leapt up and clung to the soil, but it came away in his grasp. He fell on his back and a lump of dirt fell in his face. Raccoon again hurled himself upwards and grabbed for purchase, but again the dirt slid through his grasp and he fell downward. He repeated this, oh, about 46 times. Every time was the same. The hole was just too deep and the walls were too crumbly. Then he heard a sound. It was an animal humming. It was the strangest humming Raccoon had ever heard. Would an animal who hums that strangely be the kind of animal who could pull him to safety? It seemed questionable. But Raccoon really didn't have any other options. So he yelled, Hello! I am stuck in this hole in the ground. Please help me, I am unable to climb out due to the very crumbly... The humming animal came tumbling down the hole and landed on top of Raccoon. Oh dear. It was a deer. It had a forest of antlers on its head and a confused look on its face. Raccoon got up and dusted himself off. The deer had crumpled his tail and Raccoon stretched it back out and brushed all the dirt out of it. He looked at deer. You're not a climber, are you? Me? Oh, no, 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 no. You know, I was calling to you. Didn't you hear me? Oh, I suppose I was much too focused on my humming. Uh Uh-huh. This is quite the pickle we're in. This hole must have been right beyond that big tuft of grasses up there, because I didn't see it at all. Not a hint of it. But if Deer thought they were in a pickle, he didn't dwell on it long. Deer got settled in right away much to the annoyance of Raccoon. Seems like we'll be here a while, Deer said, pulling out a book and some reading glasses. He also began his strange humming. 
Raccoon was not pleased. But moments later, he heard some paw steps above. Again, Raccoon shouted, Hello up there, please watch out for the big... Another animal came tumbling down the hole. Raccoon smartly dashed out of the way, and the animal fell right on top of Deer, knocking his book to the ground. Oh boy, the animal said. It was a toad. Toad hopped off of Deer and peered up at the sky. Without saying a word, he launched himself upwards in a tremendous hop. But he fell short of reaching the ground above and tumbled back down. Raccoon leaned against the wall, feeling discouraged. Toad hopped upwards again and again. Deer went back to reading his book and humming. An hour later, they all heard someone approaching. Hello, Hello up there. There's, There's a, a hole in front of you, and, and if you fall in, you'll be stuck. stuck. Oh, thank you. Oh, it hurt us, Raccoon said. His mind returned to his fuzzy socks. Oh, good. Now, can you help us get... The animal came crashing down into the hole. Raccoon sighed. The animal had fallen on Toad, and he was a bit smushed. He popped himself back to normal and got up. Oh, my, the new animal said. You're an opossum, Deer said. Actually, I'm a possum. Right. Raccoon said, you're an opossum. No, no, I'm a possum. Toad piped up. Our new addition is saying she is an opossum. Emphasis on the paw. No, Possum said. I moved here about a month ago from a faraway place. Everyone keeps calling me an opossum, but I'm a possum. We're completely different animals. I don't understand why everyone's so confused. It's not confusing. I'm not confused. Are you confused? Raccoon, deer, and toad stared at Possum. No, uh, per- perfectly clear, Raccoon said. So, Possum, getting back to matters at hand, it sounded like you heard us call to you. Yes, but you still fell in. Yes, but we told you the hole was there. Yes, I have a very poor sense of direction, you see. Also, very poor eyesight. Raccoon was getting very frustrated by this conversation. Do possums know how to climb? Oh, yes, I'm a wonderful climber. I climb trees. I I climb mountains sometimes. I do enjoy climbing ladders on occasion. And I like climbing those, what are they called, those boxy things human persons live in. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, Raccoon said. They're called human sleep boxes. The rest of the animals nodded, remembering their own adventures in and around human sleep boxes. But specifically, Raccoon said, we need someone to climb out of this hole and help us escape. (gasps) Escape. Oh, yes, that would be nice, Possum agreed. This is not a great place to spend time. I don't enjoy this at all, really. It's quite dark, a bit damp, too. Also, not much food to eat, looks like. Right, so can you climb out of here? Of course. 
Raccoon, deer, and toad all watched as Possum did some elaborate stretches to prepare for her climb. Finally, after what seemed like many minutes of Possum doing impossibly wide lunges, she readied herself. She bent the knees and in one swift motion swooshed upward and sailed through the air, grasped at the wall of the hole, scrambled against it for one frenzied moment, and crashed to the ground with a thud. The terrain here is much different than where I'm from. Possum said, shrugging. Uh Uh-huh. All right, new plan, Raccoon said. Deer, stand here. Okay, I'll climb on top of deer. Ooh, those are some pointy antlers. Possum, climb on top of me. Ouch, not on my eye. All right, steady. Okay, Toad, climb on top of Possum. There we go. Toad, can you hop up now? Toad launched himself upwards and came within a foot of the ground above. Oh, here we go, Raccoon said. Oh, dear, Deer called. Oh, boy, oh, boy, Toad said, proud of himself. Oh, my, nice effort, Toad, Possum said as Toad landed back down at the bottom of the hole. All right, Toad, you can do this, Raccoon said. Just one more really good hop and you'll make it. Toad climbed back on top of the pile of animals and launched himself upward as powerfully as he could. He could see the blue of the sky and feel the warmth of the afternoon sun. One of his feet touched grass, and he knew he was going to make it. When suddenly, an animal tripped over the tuft of grass and tumbled into the hole, knocking Toad off course, back, down, down, down. The entire pile of animals fell apart, crashing to the dirt in a heap. Ow! I think my leg is sprayed, Deer said. They all found a way off of one another and broke apart. Raccoon, Deer, Possum, and Toad looked at the new animal. They took in her black fur and the two wide white stripes that ran from her head to her tail. They all backed away slowly, hitting up against the walls of the hole. Oh, here we go, said Raccoon. Oh dear, said Deer. Oh boy, said Toad. Oh my, said Possum. Their new roommate was a skunk. Oh, come on, said Skunk. I'm not going to stink this place up. None of you are the kind who might want to eat me, so we're all good. The rest of the animals let out a sigh of relief. So what is this? Some kind of exclusive party? This is awesome. No, we are trying to escape, and we were very close to escaping before you tumbled down here. Sorry interrupted that. Escaping sounds like really fun too. Let's do it, Skunk said, grinning. Raccoon didn't smile. He simply got back to work. Okay, let's all pile up again. I don't think I can. Deer said, cradling his leg. He tried to stand and put weight on it, but collapsed to the ground. Ow! This was a problem. Without Deer in the Tower of Animals, there was no way they'd reach high enough that Toad could jump out. Raccoon began pacing. Deer laid down, pulled out his book, and began humming. Toad went back to leaping as high as he could go. Possum did some stretches, 
and Skunk practiced some dance moves. Then they all heard someone coming. Hello, Hello. Watch please watch out for the very deep dark hole right in front of you. The paw steps stopped. They all saw a nose and whiskers appear up above. Yay, we are saved, Deer shouted. And please do find a splint for my leg. The animal up above grunted. What did you say? Skunk called. Are you getting us out? Yes, yes, hold on. The animal moved so they could finally see him. It was a, huh? What was he? Are you a very large mouse? Asked Toad. Excuse me? Absolutely not, the animal said. Are you a very small warthog? Deer wondered. I've never heard that one before, the animal called down. Now they could see him holding a rope. A rope that might help them escape. I'm a guinea pig. A guinea pig? Have you heard of a guinea pig before? I haven't heard of a guinea pig. I've never heard of that. Uh, forgive us, Raccoon said, but what is a guinea pig? Uh, You forest animals need to get out more, guinea pig called down. We used to be wild many years ago. Used to roam the wilds of South America. We used to be free. Now we just live in human sleep containers. You mean human sleep boxes? Is that what you call them here? Yeah. Yes, then. Guinea pigs don't live in the forest anymore. We only live in human sleep boxes slash containers. When we're not being served up on a platter. Deer nodded knowingly at that last bit. The rest of them gazed up, fascinated by this strange creature. Wow. Interesting. Yes, it's all very fascinating. Anyway, I myself don't live in a human sleep box anymore. I escaped so that I could build this trap. Trap? Trap? Yes, my trap. I'm trying to capture the elusive Bigfoot. Oh, here we go. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Oh, come on. Oh, please, guinea pig said. You forest creatures, always making fun of my life's calling. Bigfoot, how can you believe in Bigfoot? Why would you devote your life to finding and capturing Bigfoot? Plenty of animals spend their lives doing stranger things and attempting to capture a mysterious creature who absolutely does wander the forests of the Pacific Northwest. I'm not gonna hurt him. I only wanna have a conversation. Pick his brain. Raccoon, deer, toad, possum, and skunk all stared up a guinea pig, saying nothing. This is all very interesting, Raccoon said carefully. We'd love to hear more about it once you get us out of here. It would be nice to be able to talk normally instead of shouting. I'll let you out. Yay! Yay! On one condition. Guinea pig told them what they'd have to do. The animals let out a gasp. Guinea pig simply crossed his paws, stuck his nose in the air, and shrugged. Gee, the air's mighty fresh up here. The animals in the deep dark hole huddled together and talked it over. How much time do you think we will have to spend? 
Well, maybe it's real. It could be fun. Sounds like a lifelong commitment to me, since we're never going to find it. Okay, fine. We agree to your terms, Raccoon said. A rope came into view. The animals climbed up into the late afternoon sun. All except Deer, who was not a good climber, even with rope. He held on to the rope, and the others pulled and pulled and pulled until finally Deer made it out. Guinea Pig stood there, excited to shake hands with each animal and welcome them into his club. You see, in exchange for being rescued, Raccoon, Deer, Toad, Possum, and Skunk had all promised to join Guinea Pig's Bigfoot Search Club. Meetings were to be held once a month. A few weeks later, they all met up in the forest to make their way to their first meeting. It was held in the middle of the night in the hollowed-out base of a redwood tree. Oh, here we go. Raccoon said as they got to the door. They heard some laughter and talking inside. <laughs> you did? You're so oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh dear, said Deer. They stepped in and saw it was full of animals. Oh boy, said Toad. Oh my, said Possum. Oh, come on, said Skunk, leading them through. Oh, please, do come in, Guinea Pig said when he saw them. The other animals stopped talking and looked at the new group of members. There were deer, there were badgers, hedgehogs, a smattering of rabbits, some mice, a couple of turtles. So, a rabbit said, coming over to them. He trapped you all, too? Raccoon, deer, toad, possum, and skunk looked at each other and laughed. Yes, yes he did, Raccoon said. Come on in. We're getting real close to finding Bigfoot, Rabbit said with a grin. They all settled in. It was a very fun meeting. Lots of laughter. Guinea Pig took it all very seriously, of course, but nobody else did. It was a great night, Raccoon. Deer, Toad, Possum, and Skunk surprised themselves by being very happy to be in the Bigfoot Search Club. When they said goodbye, they looked forward to the next meeting. And also, they always watched out for that one tuft of grass. It just hit me. 50 stories? That's a lot. I think I need a nap, but I guess I have to close out this episode first. (laughs) Okay, I hope you loved the story. And if you did, tell somebody about it, like the Bigfoot enthusiast in your life or neighbors who you think might secretly be Bigfoot enthusiasts. Also, all the raccoons you know. Also, if you run across any skunks and you don't want to be sprayed, you could tell them about this story and maybe they'd be so thankful they would opt not to spray you. I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. I want to thank the tiny people who generously provided the sound effects used in today's story. Thank you so much to Lily Joan, Kaylin, Everett, Clara, Britton, and Ailey. 
I will always need more sound effects. So just record a voice memo and email it to Ria at littlestoriestinypeople.com. Special thanks to Inez for helping me with the very important reminder at the beginning of this episode. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Special thanks to my in-house tech director, Peter Kay, who runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Friends, my first picture book is available. Just go to littlestoriestinypeople.com and click on book. Tiny people, keep writing, drawing, and being creative. And send me your stuff. I love to see it. Thank you, as always, for listening in.